defensive front and maybe make a decision from there. Blazer, right? Okay. They're going to crowd. They're looking for the inside run. The quarterback sneak. For Green Bay to have that bye week after the defeat last week in Louisiana. Roethlisberger on fourth and two, and it's caught on the run and going into the end zone is Matt Spade. And that is six touchdown passes for Roethlisberger for the second week in a row. Well, Ben, as, as far as last games at home go, how do you think this one went? Um, you know what? It's funny because it's probably not the way you wanted it other than the win. And that's all that really matters. That's kind of been the, the story of my career. It's not always pretty, but we find a way. And, man, did our defense step up tonight. And the guys were it's just so much fun to be out here. These are the best fans in sports. the best place to play. So, At one point, at what point did you just let it all sink in? Um, probably about now. Um, just the end of it, having a chance to go back out there just – I don't know. I'm at a loss for words. I'm just so thankful for these fans in this place. Um, there's no no place like it. So. We know we know what you have meant to Pittsburgh, but what has this city, this venue, Heinz Field, what has it meant to you? Everything. Um, like I said, I'm so thankful and blessed to be able to call this place home uh, for, <laughs> for almost half my life. Um, in front of these fans and seeing all the signs and. All the jerseys and um, <laughs> and just uh, you know to come out here. I just I don't know. I'm, I've been so blessed and I'm just so thankful. And now, time to get in the huddle with your host Charles Prodigy here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey. You blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Bends in for the touchdown. And there's the coup de grace. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. Welcome, everybody, and happy belated New Year right now as uh, we are entering the final week of this first ever uh, 17-game uh, season of the NFL, which is 18 weeks altogether, uh, first time since 1978 when the last time the season went up uh, from 14 to 16 games uh, this year, in effect, as it was voted on by the new uh, CPA uh, that was renewed Uh about almost two years ago in March of 2020, uh, that they would agree to have a 17-game uh, schedule beginning the 2021 season. And with that, this is the second straight year in a row uh, that it'll be seven playoff teams. So bumped up from six to seven beginning in 2020. And who knows right now? Uh, listen, as murky as the season has been all year uh, long for the Steelers, uh, when you really think about it, I mean, 
they made their own beds up to this point. But when you look at it too, historically from perspective, where they needed to win and where they're in situations where they need to get help, they are four for nine in those attempts. The only successful times where they were able to uh, make it in the playoffs and get some help. Here are the times. Let's run it down real quick. 1976, uh, when the Steelers were in the question of three P under Chuck Noll Steelers, that Steel Curtain Dynasty right there. They needed the win on the final game of the regular season versus the Houston Oilers, and plus they needed the Raiders to beat the Bengals get into the playoffs to clinch the division. Those two things happened. Steelers get in the playoffs. 1989. Steelers needed to win the final game of the regular season in Tampa Bay versus the Buccaneers. And they also needed losses from the Raiders, Colts, Dolphins, and Bengals. Uh, Raiders eventually lost to the Giants. Dolphins lost to the Chiefs. Colts lost to the Saints. And the Bengals lost to the Vikings on Christmas Day on Monday Night Football in 1989. All those happened. They got in the playoffs. Final result, 9-7. and They were 10-4 in 1976. Uh, next scenario where they needed help, 1993. Bill Cowher's second year as head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Hall of Famer and Super Bowl champion eventually. Uh, 1993, where this would be the second uh, six uh, playoff appearances in a row to begin his coaching career. The Steelers in the final season, they needed to take care of the Cleveland Browns, and they also needed uh, losses from either one of these combination of teams, two out of the three teams, either from the Jets, Raiders, or Dolphins, any of those two out of the three. Uh, Steelers won, however, the Raiders won, but the Jets and Dolphins did lose. Steelers get into the wild card. 2000, uh, they had to uh, beat the Chargers, and they needed help from teams like the New York Jets losing. They lost to the Baltimore Ravens. They also need the Colts to lose to the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football. Vikings were already taken care of. I believe they already had division and the tops. They were a top two seed, and they already had by. So the Vikings ended up resting their starters. Colts demolished them on Monday Night Football. Uh, Steelers only had two of those scenarios. Uh, they were out of the playoffs. 2009, they needed to beat the Dolphins in the final week of the season. Uh, 2000, they were 9-7. 2009, they were 9-7. They needed to beat the Dolphins. They needed losses from – I mean, they needed to win plus a combination of these losses, either from the Texans or Ravens or the Texans or uh, Jets. Or if that didn't happen, it would have to be losses from the Jets, Ravens, and Broncos. Steelers did beat the Dolphins. However, the Broncos did lose, and the Jets and Ravens will win, thus denying the Steelers – an opportunity to defend their Super Bowl crown. 2013, they needed a win first. Once again, guess who? Cleveland Browns. In the final week of the season, week 17, plus they needed losses from the Dolphins, the Ravens, and the Chargers. Dolphins and Ravens will lose that day while the Steelers took care of business for the Browns. However, the Chargers did beat the Chiefs in San Diego at that time, as they were known uh, previously as San Diego uh, Chargers right there. Uh, some were saying there should have been a penalty. I think it was an offside penalty or whatever on the Chargers that was not called uh, for the Chiefs who were trying to get a game-winning field goal for Ryan Suckup. Instead of missing the field goal, one of the overtime Chargers would down the Chiefs 
in overtime to get the final playoff uh, seed. The Steelers came very close after having an 0-4 start. 2015, Steelers needed to beat the Browns and needed a Jets loss to the Bills. Steelers won, and then uh, Jets lost to the Bills. Steelers finished 10-6. They get the final wild card spot. 2018, Steelers' only hope was to get in by winning the AFC North. They had the win and needed the hope that the Ravens would lose to the Browns in that contest. Steelers did win, yes, but however, the Ravens did beat the Browns to get their first uh, AFC North uh, title since their last Super Bowl victory, which was back in 2012 at that time. Uh, Ravens would edge out the Steelers. Steelers would finish 9-6-1 right there. And this is the first of uh, two ties uh, for Mike Tomlin eventually in his coaching career, uh, which began that season 2018 opening versus Browns, ironically. 2019, Steelers need to uh, win plus a Titans loss. Uh, Steelers, however, could not control their own destiny. Uh, regardless, it didn't matter uh, what happened between the Titans uh, losing uh, versus Texans. Uh, Steelers did lose, Titans did win Titans were able to snag up a playoff spot right there and uh, and that there that went out the window that day so I remember that uh, that right there when we look at that season I mean how many times right now I, I think the biggest thing we're going to be looking at right now is uh, if it comes down to it how's the season going to be remembered and more importantly, people who have been slamming Mike Tomlin, I mean, I've been one of his many critics, along with our people in the national media. But let's, let's let this uh, sink in here for a second. I mean, if they do happen to miss the playoffs, he's only going to miss the playoffs in three out of the last four seasons. And I think that's for a lot of people. You look at his coaching career right now. He successfully uh, – congratulations to Mike Tomlin, by the way. I want to give him some big shouts and praise. I mean, when you look, I mean, it is very hard to do in this uh, league to go start off your coaching career uh, all these years, not having a losing season. He sets the record with 15 uh, passing the late Murray Schottenheimer, who had he began his career with 14 non-losing seasons. Remember, he began his career with the Cleveland uh, Browns right there. I mean, when you look at Ed, th there you have it. I mean, it's uh, about a very uh, challenging time right now, up and down years uh, for the Steelers team. I mean, especially when you look at I mean, especially, I mean, this year, I think the biggest indictment for the Steelers team, which has really put them in a bad spot, I mean, two and five on the road. I mean, they got no one to blame but themselves. I mean, if they end up missing the playoffs, and I think that's been a huge key right there, especially within this last uh, two months, practically. I mean, some crucial games they will lose along the way. I mean, you look at the teams right now, I mean, who are pretty much like, like set up nicely to get into the playoffs right now. Uh, Steelers for today, just a reminder, they do have to win versus the Ravens. And not only do the Colts have to lose to the Jaguars, but one final step. If those main two things do happen, Raiders, Chargers. Chargers are in control of the final spot of the playoff seating. So if Chargers lose, uh, Steelers get in the playoffs. Or if the Raiders lose, Steelers get in the playoffs. Do the Steelers uh, winning and the Colts losing, Steelers will get in the playoffs at 
nine, seven, and one. Uh, when you when you look at it, because when you take a look at everything, the Patriots are the fifth seed. Currently, the Colts are the sixth seed, and the Steelers would be are are the seventh seed uh, going into that uh, for the moment. And when you really, really take a look at things right there, so I think what would happen is I think the Steelers would move into the sixth seed uh, for looking at things correctly because right now, like I said, I mean, it, I mean, if the Chargers are able, I mean, to handle uh, business right now, I mean that that that'd be a good sign. The the biggest thing we have to pay attention to here, this game and. And this is the new NFL. I highly doubt this, but it's still very well possible, slightly, but possible. And I give it a 10% chance. If the Chargers and Raiders game ends up going, finishing in a tie, despite what happens going into Sunday Night Football's matchup between those two teams, despite the Steelers winning, Colts losing, if the Chargers, Raiders end up in a tie, what ends up happening uh, will be this is that. Uh, you, you would have, like, the Steelers not being in uh, the playoffs right there, and the uh, Raiders and Chargers will both get in the playoffs at 9-7-1, edging out the Colts and the Steelers. So they would both get in. Uh, the Chargers would be in as a number six seed, while the Raiders would get in as a number seven seed. And the Raiders are looking to end the five-year playoff drought, too, we're first under the Las Vegas uh, franchise uh, banner right now uh, since moving to Vegas is their second year right now. Uh, however, they do not have the luxury of being able to host a home games by virtue of not winning their division. That belongs once again to the Kansas City Chiefs right now, uh, who are looking right now uh, to clinch a first round by right now. They're hoping in their case uh, that today that it'll be a Titans uh, loss right now. And they're expecting to get Derrick Henry back too, which is crazy right now. I mean, when you have all things considered right now, as it relates to the Steelers, once again, right now, they are four for nine. Once again, the times where they had to go into the final week of the season where they needed to win and have some help. Again, 1976, 1989, 1993, uh, and 2015. Four times. The times they missed it was back in uh, – 2000, uh, 2009, 2013, 2018, and 2019. So four and five basically right there uh, as far as that scenario goes. And uh, here we are. So let's go ahead and uh, take a look at it right now, uh, basically. Uh, going to this game, some very uh, notable uh, headlines. I mean, as we're still in a pandemic uh, times that we're in right now. Uh, defensive core there, Keith Butler, he got added to the reserve COVID list. Uh, Mike Tomlin, he'll be handling the defensive play calling duties along with Terrell Austin right now, uh, who is one of the secondary coaches uh, for this team right now. And the Steelers right now, and you got a lot uh, going into this. I mean, pretty much. I mean, you got a defense, I mean, who many will look at and say this has definitely been decimated by a lot of injuries where they've been kind of cheated out. I mean, you think back to the journeys where they were. I mean, Stefan Tewitt right now, losing his brother in a hit-and-run accident. Uh, and right there, and also having a knee injury. Uh, it has definitely been a little awkward, to say the least, outside of that. I mean, what, uh, him and his family continue to send prayers, love, and support uh, 
to this guy right here. But, I mean, the defensive front right now has been one of the huge reasons, coupled with the fact they have not been forcing enough takeaways, I mean, in this league right now. I mean, that's been one of the big alarming factors. You want to wonder why they didn't get into the playoffs last time? It has been due to lack of takeaways. I really think so. And their ability to stop the run. It's one thing that they can't, uh, like, stop the run on defense, but it's another when you can't run the ball very well. I mean, Najee Harris right now, congratulations to him. I mean, he became the Steelers' first uh, 1,000 – I mean – I mean, he had 1,000 yards rushing. I mean, congratulations to him. He has to set the single-season rushing yards uh, record, uh, basically, in front of uh, Franco Harris right here. I mean, you have uh, Najee Harris, who, who did it going into this season. This was back on Monday Night Football. And he has 1,172 yards, averaging four yards per attempt, uh, seven touchdowns. And plus right now, too, I mean, when you look at his uh, scrimmage stats, I mean, for the most part, I mean, for everything that he's been able to do, he's got 1,612 yards of scrimmage right now. I mean, which is uh, pretty darn uh, good right now. And uh, his 612 yards of scrimmage right now, he leads all rookies, including right now Jamar Chase, right, who's got 1,450 uh, yards of scrimmage. Uh, the only difference between the two is that he is three touchdowns uh, shy of Jamar Chase of the Bengals right now. But still, I mean, when you look at what Harris has been able to do right now, I mean, he's had three receiving touchdowns plus – uh, seven rushing touchdowns right now. I mean, so this guy right now, I mean, he, he's only going to get better, and we'll see about that. But like I said, the biggest issue I have right now going into this game is that, I mean, not only can you not, I mean, stop the ball, but it's also just, just running the ball right now. And you look at the run game outside of uh, Najee Harris, I mean, for that matter, I mean, as a whole, the team for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're 28th in the league with, 1,504 yards. A book that coming from Najee Harris, I mean, in this in this year. But then you look at the run defense, like I said, on the opposite side, I mean, which has been superiorly alarming here. Steelers, for the most part, I mean, as far as, like, giving up rush yards, they're 31st in the league, 2,234 yards on the ground, nearly five yards per attempt, I mean, which is problematic. And you better believe right now, too, with Lamar Jackson, who is going to be uh, – who is ruled out in today's contest, he will not be here. But, I mean, going go, I mean, going into it right now, I mean, according to Dale Lally, when asked if he misses being a defense core there, no, I kind of like my paycheck when asked if he could do both Sunday. Certainly, of course, Tom Lowry has a big hand in defense play calling on game days anyway, so he has been micromanaging at times. Uh, throughout the last two, three seasons right now to make sure uh, their success uh, stays on float. But the biggest thing right now uh, for the Steelers as we uh, look into it, uh, going into uh, the injury uh, report right now, uh, as we look at it, uh, for the Steelers, uh, they will be without nose tackle Isaiah Bugs, who was released uh, yesterday 
Uh, he had illness, and uh, plus he's also fell out of uh, favor recently. I mean, to uh, other guys such as uh, Henry uh, Mondo, Carlos Davis, and Montrevis Adams, who was signed off the Saints practice squad. Uh, he is fifth on the defensive line with 17 total tackles. And he's only had 227 snap counts, 21%, which is 20th on the defense overall. So he uh, – his time and patience has run out with the Steelers for now. Uh, be interested to see if you be signed to their practice squad uh, this offseason and, like, getting our chance uh, down the road. But we'll see how that works out. But uh, in the meanwhile, also to the injury report, they'll also be without inside linebacker Buddy Johnson, who's dealing with a foot injury. So, and then for the Ravens, oh, one last thing, too, to add for the Steelers. Offensive lineman, Dan Moore, he is doubtful with an ankle injury. But the good news going into this game, I mean, you had a pair of guys, I mean, such as uh, quarterback Joe Hayding and uh, center and guard Hedrick Green, who were added to the COVID list uh, back on Wednesday, but were able to return within three days, especially Deontay Johnson, too. I mean, that was one guy who was a big uh, concern if he was not going to be able to be in this game. I mean, who just uh, happened to be uh, lifted off the COVID reserve injured uh, list. Uh, he was placed on the list uh, earlier this uh, week. I mean, just, just one day after he was placed on the COVID-19 list, he was activated on Friday. So he was added on Thursday, back on Friday. That was going to be a huge concern going into this game right here. I'll tell you what. I don't think you want to put this all on Najee Harris, but right now, I, I tell you what, this might be a time right now to continue to feed Najee, uh, get this running attack going. And like I said, it's definitely an emotional day for a lot of Steelers fans right now. Uh, I have some good vibes, to be honest with you. I don't know why. I, I, I just feel for some reason right now we might see some magic happen. I doubt it, but, I mean, at the other end of the day, Ben Rosberg, folks, get your camera out there. Uh, I just wanted to say on Ben Rosper real quickly, too. I mean, when we look at this team, I mean, you got to admit, I mean, what we saw, I mean, on Monday night, how beautiful was that to be leaving with uh, him and his wife right there and his kids at the end of the day? I mean, just to be there with your family. I mean, it's definitely a true testament to who this guy is. I mean, how how many – I mean, 18 years as a Steeler, practically 17 years of a starter. If you, mean, if you don't count 2019 with the uh, injury to his throwing elbow he had during the second game. And I mean, 17 full seasons, basically. I mean, for this guy, I mean, li listen, I, I know a lot of people will definitely bring up and point to how the Killer B B's era ended. And there's a lot of scary stuff going out there with Antonio Brown, a lot of concerns right now. Uh, the way he has once again got released, but then has also got himself in the headlines for the wrong reasons, especially with a woman uh, who was an attendant uh, with the Bucks, I guess, at a hotel. Uh, just some very disturbing stuff, and I really hope he gets some, not just professional, but some sincere, genuine help. A lot of it, I really do believe it. A guy like Antonio Brown, unfortunately, this is who he is. He has tapped into that alter ego of A.B. 
where he just loves being the center of attention, loves reaching out to people, uh, continually find ways to make money. And it's just sad. And I, I hope and pray to God that, you know, he gets straightened out because uh, honestly, it can only end up getting worse where this guy is headed right now, walking down a dangerous path right now. But anyway, just to sum up real quickly, once again for the Steelers injury report, uh, they have released Isaiah Bucks, who had an illness. Like I said, uh, his last game, I mean, basically was when, when they lost to the Chargers on uh, Sunday night uh, football. I think it was back on November 21st, or it was against the Bengals November 20th. I forget which one, but Isaiah Bucks, he was released. And then they're definitely going to be without backup inside linebacker by Johnson with a foot injury. And then also offense lineman Dan Moore. He is doubtful due to an ankle injury uh, going into this uh, contest right now. As we take a look at everything right now, and I'm gonna go ahead and like uh, while we're uh, talking, see if we get some uh, an act is right now for the Steelers uh, versus Ravens going into this game. So for the inactives for the Steelers, it'll be Dwayne backup quarterback of the third string quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Uh, punter, Corliss Waitman, running back, Anthony McFarland, linebacker, T. T. Gray Scales, offense tackle, Dan Moore Jr., and defense tackle, uh, Carlos Davis right here. Also, Lamar Jackson, uh, who was actually on the injury report, uh, according to the Baltimore Ravens, I didn't think see anything on the Steelers' website, but looked at the Ravens' website, and they showed the injury report for both the Steelers and Ravens. Uh, we already know about Lamar Jackson. He is out doing an ankle injury. And of course, with uh, quarterback Anthony Everett, ribs and chest as two stars right there who are definitely um, not going to be in this game. And also, left guard Ben Powers, who had a foot injury going to this game, he is officially uh, ruled out. Uh, he was uh, questionable uh, throughout the week right now. Uh, and then you also got wide receiver uh, Devin uh, Duvernay. Uh, he'll be playing today, but he was definitely uh, questionable. Uh, right now going to this game. He had ankle knee injury. And then last but not least, uh, one guy they will definitely be without. Uh, we'll be looking at is Odafe Iwe, uh, who is their backup outside linebacker. He is dealing with foot injury. He was listed as Doppel. He is rolled out today. Uh, the other guys for the Ravens who will be out today will be wide receiver James Prochet. Uh, then we also got tight end Tolly Poljan, nose tackle Isaiah Mack, and that's all we got for today. So uh, there you go. Those are the latest uh, rosters and uh, injury concerns as it relates to today's game right now. And like I said, just going to definitely be mixed with a lot of emotions, to say the least, right now. So let's go ahead and uh, get into it right now. Keys to the game, and let's go ahead and start off right now with uh, key number one uh, for today's uh, contest right now as we look at it. Uh, Steelers are this uh, game, ranked 31st, giving up 2,234 yards on the ground as defense, nearly five yards per attempt, 4.8 to be exact. Uh, they will need to key in on Devontae Freeman, Devontae Freeman, who has 555 yards, all 128 
And let's also not let uh, forget too. I mean, going to this uh, matchup too right now. I mean, the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, backup quarterback. I mean, he has been no joke. I mean, yes, he's one and two as a backup and uh, filling in uh, for Lamar Jackson. But Tyler Huntley right now, uh, he's one and two. He is winless at home. And then you also got the Baltimore Ravens right now. But when you look at them right now, they are trying to end having their season and a six-game losing streak. They have not won since they beat the Browns on Sunday Night Football in Baltimore. It's been five consecutive losses and definitely two out of those five losses from what we know was going for the two-point conversion for the win as opposed to kicking the extra point attempt right there. Uh, they have been sputtering uh, badly. But I, I tell you what, though, I mean, when you look at Tyler Hulley right now, I mean, he has three touchdowns, two picks right now. I mean, the guy can run. He's only been sacked uh, 15 times for 98 yards. He's had one fourth quarter comeback and a game way drive. Watch out for him, too. I mean, to add some legs to this offense right here. Because I tell you what, I mean, I can guarantee it. They win the coin toss, also will be getting the ball first. It will definitely be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Put the pressure on them. I don't blame them. That's going to be key number one right there, defending the ground, the most obvious elephant in the room that's been staring him in the face. Key number two on defense. I'm going to keep with defense here. Defending Mark Andrews. He leads his team with 1,276 receiving yards, along with nine touchdowns. Uh, he is definitely going to be a guy right there. He's been a favorite target of both Jackson and Huntley as we look at it. So that, that'll be another thing right there. I mean, the Steelers who have not been great at making interceptions. They're going to need to make some today if they can force some turnovers somehow, some way. Key number three, run the no-huddle offense. Steelers are struggling in this area. This needs to get, need to get improved. Uh, they are currently 43% when running a no-huddle offense off of 856 total plays, which ranks uh, 25th right now. And uh, – this is going to be like an interesting thing right here as we look at it. I mean, no whole offense. That's been one thing that's been crying for right now. Uh, and I tell you what, let Ben Rothberg call the play. I mean, we're pretty much anticipating this to be his final game of his career as a Steeler and his NFL career, yet alone. And we'll see. Last but not least, unload TJ Watt. He leads the league with 21 and a half sacks, looking to break and set the single-season sack record, quite possibly today. Uh, he, he only needs at least a sack and a half to uh, break the official single-season sack record. Michael Strahan, uh, defensive man, who has 22 and a half. Basically, he, he, just, he just needs to get a sack and a half. He's got the record, uh, basically. And uh, T.J. Watt, I mean, for the most part, what we look at everything, I mean, this guy right now, I mean, you're probably looking at the future of the Steelers, I mean, going into it right now uh, from Don Rosberg to now possibly T.J. Watt. I mean, a huge star in the making here. I mean, T.J. Watt, I mean, for the most part, when you look at it, I mean, he is going to possibly set this uh, record, if he does, in 14 games. I mean, he he is basically, like, like I said, 21 and a half sacks, career high right now. I mean, it was just uh, incredible. I mean, Michael Strahan got it from Mark Jastanow from the New York Jets. But still, I mean, T.J. Watt right here, let's see if he could do it right now. You could 
definitely going to believe right now the matchup right there is going to be concerning. It's against a former uh, lineman, I would imagine, tackle Alejandro Villanueva. Real quick, before we get out of here real quickly, Ben Rosberger, uh, famous memories. I know a lot of people are going to be thinking possibly Super Bowl 43, the game-winning drive right there, and where he had that uh, nice drive right there with that nice corner Enzo catch by Santonio Holmes. But i tell you what, if I got a favorite Ben Rosberger memories, there's three of them that stands out. One, I will definitely go uh, for my number three memory will be the broken nose game on Sunday Night Football versus Baltimore Ravens. That was a big game right there. That was in Baltimore, 2010 right there. A key matchup right there. The Steelers needed the win right there. Uh, they lost the first of their head-to-head matchups earlier that year at home under back of quarterback Charlie Batch right there. Uh, that was remember where he had to serve a mandatory, uh, I think it was a three, no, it was a four-game suspension. It was supposed to be six, got reduced to four. But the Steelers did go three and one. That game right there, they lost. So they were three and one at that point. Very huge game right there. That was set up nicely by strip fumble by Troy Palomalo, and which eventually I think it was Isaac Redman who got the game when he touched down. So I thought that game right there, when you think of Ben Rosberg's career, his looseness to avoid uh tacklers and getting hits and extend plays, that was a prime example. Number two, game against the Indianapolis Colts under the Killer Bees, and you'll know what I'm guessing at with that. There was a first, it was uh, bats back six touchdown passes, so number two against the Colts, and number one against the Baltimore Ravens right there. Back-to-back six touchdown passes, 2014 a year. I thought he should have had at least league MVP uh, honors that year. Of course, Aaron Rodgers is on a whole nother level with the touchdown interception ratio. Uh, Packers were a top two seed at that point. But still, I really believed, I mean, 2014 right there, that was as good as it got with Ben Rosberger. Yes, he did throw for over 5,000 yards for the first time in his career uh, three years ago. But to be honest with you, that was eventual kiss of death on his throwing uh, elbow. I mean, yes, he could still throw the ball, but not as comfortably as he once was. He did a good job starting off for the first 11 games last year with a quick passing game. But as you see, I mean, he's definitely running out of gas. And Ben Rosberger, my friend, we salute you real quick right there. And for those of you guys who want to follow me on social media, you can definitely do so. You can follow me on Twitter, at CGR and on Instagram, at Nation. Let's see if the Steelers can get it done. Remember, they need to have Wednesday versus the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, which is not a walk in the park uh, at this uh, game going in here. That is going to be huge right now. As we uh, look at it, I mean, that is going to be a a tough crowd to uh, deal with for today's uh, contest right now as we look at it. And uh, basically right now, the current uh, temperature is uh, 37 degrees uh, Fahrenheit right now as we look at that game. Looks like it's going to be uh, mixed in with a little bit of uh, snow uh, for that uh, game. So we'll see how everything uh, goes right now uh, for, for the most part. So we might see a little bit of like some uh, shady snow on the field right there. And then, yeah, so the Steelers need to win. Colts need to lose to the Jaguars. And whoever loses between the Raiders and Chargers, Steelers will get into the playoffs. They will get in there at 9-7. Uh, 
and one. And uh, basically there you would have it. So they, they would sneak into that foul uh, playoff uh, spot. I mean, right there. I mean, basically. So they, they would get the number seven seed right there. So if that does happen, Patriots would be the fifth seed. And the winner of the year, the Chargers or Raiders, will get the number six seed. And the Steelers move into the seventh seed. But remember, that game cannot end in a tie. If it ends in a tie... Both teams bump out not only the Colts, but the Steelers for the sixth and seventh spot. Six belongs to the Chargers. Raiders get in the seventh season. And as always, leave it once again, happy 2022. I just want to send prayers and love that you guys stay safe and uh, be careful out there, especially during this COVID time. As always, leave it. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. I gone.